1: It is the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program, coast-to-coast and border-to-border. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course, the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app, available at the JiggyJaguar.us. Check out JiggyJaguar.us, also the app stores as well. Richard Kurtz, Strategies PR, joins us today here on the telephone. How are you, sir? How about you? Pretty good, actually. There is a, a, a heck of a lot to talk about today. Let's get into it. First off, um, your thoughts on this uh, situation with this, this climber that happened yesterday, the guy who decided he was going to climb up Trump Tower, and supposedly he was going to get all the way to the top, and he was going to give his business card to the people that were in charge of the Trump campaign, and if they needed any help, they could give him a call
0: if they needed any help climbing something <laughs> I guess but I mean you know I'm in the attention getting business you know, yes public relations yes um, and, and you can they say that there's no such thing as bad PR but there's targeted PR and it it depends on how you want to be recognized you know we've we've got we've got fiction writers who are also recognized as historians and and we have financial experts that are, that are writing fiction and enjoying doing it, and, and they want to be recognized for different talents. The problem is, once you get recognized as a guy who illegally climbs skyscrapers, it's really, really hard to get recognized as anything else. <laughs> um, unless, as my thoughts go, you've got a foothold on the communications industry. Yes. Which is where I was going earlier today as to why people seem to have a foothold on the communications industry. And, you know, everything bad seems to slide off them. It, it doesn't matter if they're a pathological liar or if people get killed because they're in office or or if, if, if they um, abuse uh, women who accuse their perverted husbands or... If they tear apart twelve-year-old rape victims on the witness stand, you know they never seem to get the bad end of PR. And I was trying to figure out why, and I think I figured it out.
1: Okay, jump in there to tell us what you figured out, sir.
0: Well, let's see. The ABC News executive producer, Ian Cameron. Yes, he's married to he's married to Susan Rice, National Security Advisor. CBS President David Rhodes is the brother of Ben Rhodes, Obama's Deputy National Security Advisor. Yes. Um, ABC News Univision reporter Matthew Jaffe is married to Katie Hogan, Obama's Deputy Press Secretary. ABC President Ben Sherwood is brother of Obama's Special Advisor Elizabeth Sherwood. (laughs) And CNN's (laughs) President Virginia Mosley is married to former Hillary Clinton's Deputy Secretary Tom Nights, you know, when almost... You're painting a picture
1: here, sir. Go go ahead. (laughs) It's it's
0: called, remember the game you used to play as a kid called Connect the Dots? Yes. And when you were a child, you'd push the pictures and all of a sudden you'd go, oh, that's a puppy, or that's an airplane, or that's a car. When you get down connecting the dots, it's awful when you connect all the dots and you get the idea that we can no longer laugh at the Soviet Union for being in control of having the government in control of uh, public information Yes. because we have it here with the exception of Rupert Murdoch bless his heart we have at least significant control over what goes out to the public coming out of the White House and as a PR guy that really bothers me that really scares the <laughs> daylights out of me. Uh, and, and, you know, what do you want to control to control a society? Hmm, let's see. Let's control the press. Then let's control health care. And then let's take all the guns away. And you know, you're beginning to see a pattern here. Um, at least half the country is. Yeah. So it's a little scary. But, yeah, the guy who climbed up there... Um, he certainly got his 15 minutes in the sunshine. Um, there was a guy who climbed the World Trade Center um, a couple of years, quite a few years back. and yeah. There was another guy who, uh, who set up uh, cables and walked in between the two towers. And these are gutsy guys. I mean, you know, they, um, my hat goes off to them for, uh, for pure audacity. I'm not sure it goes off them for being smart. But, <laughs> you know, but if you want to get attention,
1: if you want I, to get I, attention, I, Richard, thats that is that that is the best uh, the best policy. It. Yes, that'll, no,
0: no, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. Who, who said to me? He said, I, "I I need to I need to be famous very fast." And I, said, hey, to <laughs> I need to
1: be Depot. famous very fast. Go ahead. And I
0: said, go down to Home Depot and buy a brick and go next door to uh, to Office Depot and buy some whiteout because that sticks really well. And write your name on the brick and then go to a bank and throw it for the window. And uh, and I said, I guarantee you will be famous very quickly. <laughs> you won't be famous for very long. No. But you'll be famous very quickly.
1: You'll be... <laughs> You'll be famous enough that uh, you get the job done there. Yeah, yeah.
0: But <laughs> you won't be famous for what you want to be famous no. for, famous for throwing a brick with your name on it through a bank window.
1: That's right. <laughs> it's Richard Kurtz this today. Strategies PR, talking about uh, PR and interesting PR and this uh, <laughs> this guy who decided to scale the uh, the Trump Tower the other day. Uh, what I thought was funny was the fact that they 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 tried to make him out to be a Trump supporter. There was oh he's a, he's a Trump supporter. He was he was climbing up the if, thing and if
0: they could make Adolf Eichmann into a Trump supporter. That <laughs> they could dig him up and do
1: that they would. My my question is is that you know it's 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 you know a metro area. If if he was not just somebody who was set up there, because I personally think he was just somebody who was set up there. I maybe he was just told, "Hey, you know, go, 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 climb the wall, you know, whatever." They gave him some money or whatever. Um, if, if this would have been anything other than, well, we got to make Donald look bad, or we got to make the Republicans look bad, he's in a metro area, he's climbing a major building, and they let him get as far as he did. I, well, well, I would they have, have thought the they'd have tasered his down. ass.
0: They're not going to shoot him down. They're going to, they're going to either wait for him to fall and then clean the sidewalk. Or they're gonna, or they're gonna wait for him to get to the top. And when he gets to the top, the cops that are standing there drinking coffee and eating donuts are gonna pick him up and say, "Hey, surprise! Nice climb. Let's go downtown."
1: <laughs> hey, surprise! Um, nice climb. Let's go downtown.
0: And, and you know that's 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 pretty much gonna be it. Because what are you gonna do? He's not hurting anybody. No. You have to clear the area below him in case he falls so he doesn't crunch somebody else. Yeah. But but the fact of the matter is, um. He's going to get X amount of attention, and he's going to get arrested, and and that's the end of the story. Um, I'm, you know, as far as people doing things to get attention goes, I I got to put him head and shoulders above these guys that walk around and decide they're going to kill cops or they're going to walk into a restaurant and kill, you know, 80 gay people or they're going to do something else like that to get attention. Uh, I would much rather him climb in a tower to get attention or, yeah. or you know, uh, doing a tightrope back between, you know, the Empire State Building and the Eiffel Tower, whatever he wants to try to do. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Because if we're attentive, the only person he's really going to hurt if he gets hurt is going to be himself. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's okay.
1: Um, <laughs> that's okay.
0: People are going to do stupid things. My problem is is when people do stupid things and they hurt others. Well and see I'm so, not talking about terrorists, I'm talking about people who just plan to do stupid things. Drinking and driving, deciding that, hey, I'm gonna do drugs now and because I'm completely relaxed I should go driving. Um, you know
1: I've never understood that. That that that's the thing, I've never understood that when 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 uh when, when a lot of these uh, these folks in some of these other states and, and countries and things, and they start bashing the guys that do pot and all that, I've been around a lot of guys who do pot. I would never do it, because I, I, I really don't understand how the hell to do it. But uh, <laughs> these I, I've been around enough of these guys that, uh, you know, when, when they're done smoking pot, they want to just go lay on the couch. The, the few that have decided, hey, I'm going to get in the car and go drive, they are signaling they are, they are getting to the point where they're putting their hands out the windows like they do the old school uh, uh, hand signals uh, because they don't want to get pulled over. Whereas these, right. these, these guys who go out and just slam down the alcohol, and then they're like, ah, I'm going to get in the car. Why is that a w- what?
0: <laughs> well, it's all under the same category of not being in control of your faculties. Apparently. Uh, and, and, and it's bad enough. I mean, okay, so I was driving around this morning. And um, eight out of ten people on the road, okay, are not signaling. They're not paying attention. They're running through stop signs. They're, you know, and these are people who, you know, they're not, you know, miscreants. These are moms with kids in the car. These are people on the way to work. These are, these are apparently people of means because their cars, at least at the day they bought them, they were at least twenty-five, to forty thousand dollars. Um. You know and they're driving around like they're on a bumper car course yes and, and why um, you know they're certainly not all on drugs uh, it, it, people are just generally inattentive and, and, and mannerless and selfish and, and it comes out it comes out their driving and and I think it's going to get worse because everybody is feeling pressed and squeezed everybody is um, everybody's a little bit scared.
1: We've got Richard Cursus today from Strategies PR. He joins us live here on our broadcast talking about uh, some of the different issues of the day. And uh, this whole thing with Hillary's health, what what do you make of this whole business?
0: Are we talking about mental illness? Uh, (laughs) Pathological liar and sociopath? Uh, Or are we talking about that she's got a cough?
1: Well, that and some of these weird flip out things that she does, where looks like she's having a seizure.
0: She may be unstable as opposed to and unfit as opposed to Donald Trump. Uh, Yeah, I mean, she walked in, and this was reported, and of course covered up by the uh, the gang that I read to you about before. Uh, You know, she's been known to walk into the into the uh, situation room with the president and, and cussing and swearing about him not doing things her way or, or or the way things are going or, you know, what the hell are you doing or what the F are you doing or however she she put it. She has a tendency to fly off the handle. I have a feeling you could do quite, quite the series on the conversation that was had with her and Bill after the Monica incident. I mean, <laughs> you
1: know. Well, that too.
0: There has to have been, you know, there is not the level of, 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 of calmness there that, that, that she would like the world to see. Uh, so does she have a, a physical ailment? Does she have a neurological ailment? If she does, she's going to hide that the same way that she's hiding the contributors to this... Uh, this
1: Clinton Foundation and all these foundation. weird things. Yeah. You,
0: you and I both know that it does not take a whole lot of account, uh, accounting creativity to decide that I am going to spend the money in a nonprofit organization to travel my tail all over town <laughs> under the guise of doing charitable work. You know, if, if you do it right and if you do the accounting right, you can spend three weeks on the beach in Puerto Vallarta sipping, sipping Coronas all day long and say I'm being charitable to the natives. It's 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 pathetic but it's it's the way the press is treating it again it's uh, it's it's the Teflon Clintons
1: it's like it's it's the way that things are done <laughs> which the is, way is weird things are
0: done. you know i was trying to figure out this 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 poor guy who is head of the fbi i mean he has a impeccable record and he gets right right to the precipice Right to the point where he's got to jump in and do the job, and it's not even his job to do. He's just going to make the recommendation. Yeah. And what do they do when he gets to the edge? They say, "Oh, by the way, you don't have a parachute." <laughs> uh, I am, <haven't laughs> but he had quite the con. You have that much conspiracy. Yeah. And it wouldn't with this guy. That would just is not as important. Whether the welfare of his grandchildren. He took a step back. Made him do that?
1: <laughs> you know. Well, and see that's scary. and since that's the thing. It just it's a it's a scary, scary situation. We've got Richard Kurtz with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, coast-to-coast and border-to-border. Tune in iTunes, Real Loyalty, Stitcher, and, of course, uh, the La Jolla Writers Conference is uh, your baby. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how everything's been going with that.
0: Well, we're just coming around the bend to fall, and um, we are getting our feedback back from our faculty. We, of course, have our core faculty, and we'll have... Three or four New York Times best-selling authors there, um, and when they are there, they're not just there doing a keynote. They're, they're also teaching classes, and they're available to interact throughout the weekend with the attendees, and it's a very intimate and informative conference. There's a maximum of 200 people, and um, and it's cheap as far as uh, compared to the other national conferences go because it is not an income stream for us. It's been a labor of love and this is year 16. And we simply work the art, the craft, and the business of writing. It's very much apolitical and non-commercial. The only thing that's for sale there is uh, perhaps a coffee mug and the books of some of the people who've attended the conference and and the uh, uh, the attending authors, but other than that, no one's upselling, no one's selling the next seminar, no one's, um, no one's pushing anything other than information, and uh, that's, that's what we want to impart. We want people who are interested in being in the writing community to, uh, to have their best shot at being in the writing community.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, what you guys do with that is absolutely amazing. We, we have had a lot of different people on this, uh, on this radio program that have attended, uh, that conference. They've been authors or or what have you. And they have been, uh, they've been very, very, very interested in, in the whole, uh, whole process and enjoy, uh, the fact that you guys, uh, put this on. So, uh, Keep doing what you're doing out there, 'cause uh, you're you, whether whether you know it or not, you're having an impact on people, my friend.
0: Well, you know, sometimes we we, we don't realize it until later on, and we'll have talked to somebody five times removed, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, I remember you from this person who went to the conference, or or something like that," and and it always it's always really neat, or we'll get a uh, uh, we'll get a uh, a letter from an author that said that he really enjoyed being, uh, being interviewed, um, and that would be on, uh, on a- on Antoinette's, uh, radio show, Writer's Roundtable radio show, which is coming back this fall, and, um, we, uh, we just appreciate the business. We just appreciate the people who are doing the work to keep exercising the First Amendment and getting words out there. Um, whether they're doing with ebooks or print on demand or or, or self publishing or cooperative publishing or traditional publishing. However it's getting done, it's imperative that it continue getting done.
1: Have you noticed over the over the last couple of years um ebooks have, have, have become more of a bigger deal than they once were, or is it oh, still 50-50? 50/50?
0: Seven years ago, they were five to six percent of the market. Now they're sixty-five to seventy percent of the market. Uh, they're driving traditional publishers crazy. <laughs> uh, the, the act of uh, the act of going out and printing books is uh, is a very cautious act. It used to be, um, even up until oh, less than a year ago. If you were going to be ready to be out there and be self-published, you had to have a stack of books ready sitting in the, in the distributor's warehouse, ready to be shipped to the stores if they wanted it or to the outlets because you sort of – it's not where the majority of sales are now, but you sort of need to be able to participate in that distribution system for credibility. But now you don't even have to do that. You can have – you can have high quality. I'm saying it looks like it just rolled out of a top publishing house quality hardcover or paperback books ready to go on on a demand printing system that will get there just as fast as if they were in a warehouse. <laughs> so that's changed, and that's changed for the for the better and for the reduced cost of somebody who wants to be a, a small press or self publisher. But you have to have the right people doing it because you can still end up with a piece of junk that you paid for.
1: We've got uh, the fabulous Richard Curtis with us today. Rich, before we let you go, uh, if people want to get more information on the La Jolla Writers Conference, how do they do that exactly?
0: LaJollaWritersConference.com, L-A-J-O-L-L-A, La to all of you who don't live in Southern California, uh, WritersConference.com, or information about the art, craft, and business of writing, StrategiesPR.com, or if they just want to yell at me about or have some commentary on what I blather about on the air, just richcurritz at gmail.com.
1: Well, good stuff. Well, I look forward to uh, chatting with you, and uh, we will talk to you next I to Thursday.
0: I the crowds with the pitchforks and the torches in front of the house. The <laughs> neighbors. But, you know...
1: Self-expression is okay. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Richard Kurtz with us today, Strategies PR, and Ahoya Writers Conference.